Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me. I like the sound of that. Hey everybody, welcome to Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me. I'm your host Tom Sutton. Well, I mean, this was the this was the Mandalorian episode heard around the world. The uh, the I mean, Star Wars fandom is buzzing. Even casual Star Wars fandom is buzzing. It's a it's a huge moment. Um and I didn't want to do it alone, so I've managed to uh, snag Mr. Afepiran again to join me because uh, it just felt like this was too big a moment to go it alone. So uh, before we jump on with Afe, I just thought um, it would be good to take a moment to uh, remember Jeremy Bullock, who played uh, Boba Fett in The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, the original Boba Fett. Um, what a huge contribution to Star Wars he made. Um, of course, the suit was um, a, a big part of what made that that uh, character so cool. The mystery was a big part of it. But um, when you look at his performance, his body language, um, he brought so much to that character. Such a like an an easy effortless coolness to the character and um, from everything I've heard about him he was also a top bloke um, everyone always has really just wonderful things to say about Jeremy um, so it's it's sad to see him go um, a little bit of uh, it, it can be seen as a little poetic that we saw the resurrection of the character of Boba Fett so uh, so recently. So um, in a way, his spirit is living on through what we're seeing in The Mandalorian right now. All right. Let's not muck about. Let's do it. Let's talk about Chapter 16 of The Mandalorian, The Rescue with Afepiran. Afe, thanks so much for joining me again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. This is... Um, it, I, I think we, we won't be alone if we're a bit um, kind of uh, just overwhelmed and not sure where to start. It was that kind of... <laughs> you missed me <laughs> earlier today and you, you seemed to be a bit... Um, you, you said that you were still in shock. Are you still in yeah. shock now? Yeah, a bit, actually. Uh, I, I am. Uh, I can't really grasp what just happened and what I just saw uh, mm -hmm. in that episode. Uh, it was like I had a prediction that it mm. would be like that, but I never, ever thought that it actually would be like that. Mm -hmm. I really, like, for me, oh, you know, before we get going, if anyone hasn't seen the episode, you should stop listening <laughs> right now because yeah. uh, spoiler, 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 spoiler. All right. Um, yeah, I really felt that um, it would be like uh, my my feeling was it would be Luke, and it, and it, not just because that's who I wanted it to be, but also I think just logic, logic, kind of logic wise for the story and for the real world for real world reasons. 
I just yeah. thought like that seems like the most obvious option, but I, I never in a million years thought it would be something like this. I really thought it would be maybe you see, um, you know, a cloaked figure at the end of the episode and you're like, oh my God, who's it going to be? Or you, you see Luke, but it's, um, you know, just a, a reveal and then the episode ends. So um, yeah, I did not expect this. All right. Let's, um, I thought uh, I would love to go through the episode with you kind of like section by section in a way, because um, there was yeah. so many big moments that it's quite, e- it's easy to forget um, some of yeah. the, the nice smaller moments because it was packed with really good stuff. Yeah, so, um, I, need, I need to watch it like five more times, I think. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, t- uh, what you can say about this episode or I can say about this episode is that um, like my general pattern of watching these has been I'll watch it twice on the first day and then I'll give it a either a couple of days rest or I'll wait till the night before the new episode drops then I'll watch it a third time. And yeah. I have to say like quite often by that third time I'm a little bit like, okay, yep, I've seen this now. Like some episodes I've been like still pumped to watch it a third time and some episodes I've been a bit more like, Yep, I feel like I've watched this a lot now. Um, but this one I have watched three times in one day, and I was um, very engaged even on the third viewing, even though it was all on the same day. So I think that's... I'm on two, two views today. And nice. I will definitely watch that again before I go to sleep. <laughs> nice. All right, so the episode opens with a really cool sequence with... Um, uh Boba Fett, Boba Fett and Slave One chasing down a Lambda class uh shuttle with uh, Dr. Pershing on board. Um what do you think? Did you uh, did you like those pilots? Did you like the sequence? Yeah, I liked uh, all the referencing and uh, also when he was talking about him being on the Death Star. Yes. Yeah, I loved I loved that sequence. Uh and I also Really, uh, uh, if I'm gonna go back a bit, when they uh, when they announced, like when they did the flashback to the old episodes, mm. I, I un- kind of understood what was gonna happen in the episode. Like Bo Katan mm-hmm. was gonna be in the episode. Yep, the Jedi that uh, Grogu was uh, calling, he was gonna be in the episode, or mm-hmm. she, mm-hmm. Uh, and also. Yeah, the dark troopers would have a big role in in the episode. Yes, but yeah, uh, yeah. What did you say? I was just going to say on that that I've heard a few people say that they try to skip the recaps because they do telegraph so much what you're going to see in the in that in the, in the new episode. So, uh, yeah, I totally understand that feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably uh, if I. I knew what I know now. I would probably skip that part because, mm. uh, yeah, it's mm. you can you can like uh, you can guess what what's going to happen in the, in the episode after you've seen seen that uh, part. Yes, that is very true. But that guy you talked about who um, talked about being on the Death Star and was kind of you know taunting Cara Dune. Yeah. And he, he was a, a really, a re- that was a great performance. I thought he just came across as being so 
like uh, malicious, but so like um, dedicated to the cause in a way. And um, I just, I loved <laughs> Karadu just picking him off. And um, actually later when you see Dr. Pershing, you see his ear is all blackened actually because of the, the yeah. blaster bolt going past him so closely. <laughs> yeah. And I, I I like it because they they it's very rare that that you see a lower standing mm. like officer from from the imperial side mm-hmm. that actually has a dialogue or speaks about mm. his beliefs uh, like mm-hmm. because the stormtroopers they don't talk about like being true to the cause and no. stuff like that. No, mm, that's rare. very true. Yeah, it was so cool. And um, even like, uh, I think you're, you're onto a good, um, a good character when they do just minimal stuff and you still think it's awesome. Like when, um, when Fett in that section, when he's, when he's like, uh, lower your shields, blah, 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 you know, prepare to be boarded. I was just like, man, that voice is so cool. And just, yeah. And that shot of when the, when the slave one slowly rises up in their their uh, viewport or yeah. windscreen or whatever, and it's just got that sound of the slave one engine. I was like, man, this is good stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Great. And um, so we get, uh, yeah, we get them like figuring. Ah, oh, but. Um, before that, there was, of course, was it before that? I'm getting confused now. But um, Boba Fett and Dean visit um, Bo-Katan and uh, what is her name? Cosca Reeves on whatever planet that is. Did you like that yeah. uh, that exchange? Yeah, I liked that too because they were like, uh, because it was really nice when, when Bo-Katan was speaking about yeah, him being a clone and... Mm. Uh, yeah, she heard that voice a thousand times before. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, yeah, I like that sequence too because it was, uh, you know, a bit of elitist behavior from from the Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and I think that's, I think that's really going to be. It's going to be kind of a plot point in the future where, yeah, I mean, we'll get to it, but there's unfinished business between Bo-Katan and Dean Jaren now, whether, whether he wants it or not. And, um, they already don't like Boba Fett. And, uh, <laughs> so I just think it's getting, uh, that's going to get really interesting. Yeah. Uh, you, we will probably hear more about, uh, the Django Fett, uh, backstory. Mm. When... That wouldn't, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. But I liked, yeah. I liked that conversation. I liked um, Koskari's uh, kind of a uh, little fight with uh, with Fett and the, the uh, dueling flamethrowers and all that stuff. It was cool. Yeah, that was nice. At first, I was like, I don't like that that she she, I don't like that she threw Boba Fett on the floor. It's, he's Boba Fett, show some respect. But I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> do you remember Return of the Jedi? Like, it's not, it's not the first time we've seen Boba Fett getting uh, getting thrown around a bit. So, um, 
Yeah, but it was good. I, I liked, and I, I thought, um, like I, I said this last time, I think that uh, there were there, there were some moments of um, like ship combat or flight stuff in the first series where I was like, I think I can see the budgetary restraints there a little bit. And when the Slave One was coming into land on that planet and you had those big smokestacks and stuff, I was just like, that just looks cool. It's like, it just looks great. Yeah. Uh, the, the the other ship with the fold-up wings, that's mm. like, the, it's that Bo-Katan's ship? It is, yes. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, believe, I like, I think you see them first in Rebels probably. Or, no, yeah. maybe they're in the Clone Wars. Yeah, I think you might, maybe both. Yeah. Because they stole that uh, freight ship. Uh, mm. But yeah, uh, I think it's called Gauntlet or something like that. Oh, uh-huh, cool. Yeah, I like the design. Yeah, I like it too. I think uh, is, is Darth Maul steals one of those. Because uh, uh, literally when the Slave One touched down and that ship was there, I was just like, that looks like Darth Maul's ship. What the hell is going on? Who's Who, the, who are we going to bump into? And I, I just... Blank. I, I I didn't recognize it as a Mandalorian ship at all. <laughs> yeah, because I think he steals one of those ships when he takes control over Mandalore. Okay. Uh, in the Clone Wars, I I think that would make sense. Hmm. And then we get a, a really great sequence with um, when they you know get get their plan moving. Um, Slave One pursuing that uh, shuttle, and uh, I love that the the Tie Fighter launch sequence. I think that because yeah, we uh, we did for years, we had no idea how Tie Fighters landed or launched or anything. And now, when we've seen them in the you know, like in the Force Awakens, you saw that way. You've seen it. Um, there's like been a few different ways to do it, and it. It never ceases to make me happy to see it happen. Like, like I don't know what it is about that, but I just loved that. Yeah, that scene is also really, really good looking. I mm. think uh, it's it looks pretty realistic as well uh, for being. I guess it's totally CGI stuff, but yep. yeah, I I think it looks really good uh, when they launch the Tie Fighters. Yeah, uh, I agree good angles and good, good everything like you get a feeling that it's like i said in um it's like from the uh, the the rise of skywalker movie it's also mm. the ship scenes are really really amazing yes that. yeah and i i really like that you can like it's, there's a sense of going fast and like you can't really see that when, when the ships are flying around in space with the wide angle. Mm. That's so. very true. I think that's that's one thing that has bothered me a little bit in The Mandalorian is that there are a lot of shots of them in the cockpit where, of course, the star field is, not, is barely moving or not even moving at all because that's... Yeah. That's how physics works. But it's also like, yeah, but this is Star Wars. I want... I want ships to be going fast all the time. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but I, I love that. Uh, it was cool to hear. Like, I'm not the biggest episode two fan in the world, but it was it was cool to hear the slave on with those that that kind of trademark sound to the guns. Um, yeah. That was great, and I, yeah, again, like I just thought seeing those Tie Fighters and stuff, I, I was like, you could put that in a in a movie, and I wouldn't know the difference. I would say like, yeah, that's movie quality. So um, yeah. And what, what you they, said about the angles is cool because I, you know, this one was directed by Peyton Reed, the guy who did the two Ant Man movies, and he is the one who did the the second episode of this season. And I loved that episode. It was like light on story, but I thought it was like like a perfectly made episode in a way. And so you see the quality in this episode as well. Yeah, it's like, but it seems like the budget has been way higher on this episode than the rest of the season. Uh, but it, it seems like it's increasing all the time, the budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the budget will be very high for upcoming stuff. Uh, I mean, I I think it's... The first season was already, you know, like among, you know, some of the highest or the most expensive TV shows. But, um, I mean, yeah. what, what percentage of... Um, subscribers on the, for Disney Plus are just here for Star Wars you know I think they realize that it's worth it yeah yeah it's it definitely is and and it's also yeah it's one of the most streamed shows ever I guess but <laughs> uh, it's as it should be mm. I think in November it was the number one most screen uh, sc- streamed show in the world so uh, yeah yeah. Yes. All right. So the 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 shuttle crashes through that uh, that launch tube, and uh, then the uh, yeah the the assault begins, and you get some. So when we're talking about Star Wars, I, I call these sequences running and gunning. Um, it's a you know a tradition since the first Star Wars movie to have uh, people running yeah. around corridors shooting stormtroopers, <laughs> but. Um, yeah. What do you think? I thought uh, I thought there were some really great moments here. Yeah, I, I, me too. I I also enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed the landing when they uh, mm. landed the the lambda uh, ship. It's yeah. like they they like bump into walls and like uh, mm. really rocky landing. Uh, I, you don't see that very often. Right. Uh, I like that with that one stormtrooper goes like, "What are you doing? Get this thing out of here!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a nice moment. Mm. But yeah, I, I really liked uh, the the sequence when uh, Bo-Katan and uh, what's her name again, uh, the other Cosca Reeves. Cosca Reeves when they jump off the oh. off the bridge and mm. then they come up again and they shoot. The stormtroopers and they they kill them in like one second or mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole bunch of them. Yes, uh, that's, that's a really really nice sequence. I think it's great to have this kind of stuff where you see why why Mandalorians are kind of like these, these respected warriors in a way that they're not just like yeah. like they're not just protected by plot armor. They actually are amazing at what they do and um that that sequence that you uh mentioned there i i love yeah you you see like how quick thinking they are and how they use all their 
the tricks in the armor and everything to uh, to, to their advantage. It's fantastic. I loved one of that one of the moments there where one stormtrooper falls through the the shields and just falls into space. <laughs> it was yeah. a nice little moment. Uh, uh, talking about Mandalorians, I uh, I guess like the the reason why my Mandalorian armor is so strong is mm. because of their war with the Jedi. Right. I guess they have to be able to withstand the lightsabers and uh, and all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and also being great warriors, because if you're going to fight the Jedi, you need to <laughs> step yeah. it up. Yeah. I think that, um, uh, like, it's a little bit unclear where a lot of Mandal- they're like, the Mandalorian stuff comes from in the beginning. I think a lot of it was from stuff like the backs of trading cards or in the yeah. like like role playing games or something from the eighties. Like I think there was a lot of stuff that was kind of created for those kind of peripheral um products in a way. And um we're just yeah. lucky. Like we're kind of reaping the benefits of all that now. When exactly was the term Mandalorian introduced into the Star Wars universe? I, I'm not really sure about that. Exactly. I think there's, I mean, somebody knows for sure. But um, a lot of that stuff is a bit misty, you know. It's not super yeah. clear. Because, like, the first time you actually see Mandalorians for real, uh, mm. except for Boba Fett and, and then Django Fett as well, mm. uh, is... It's when you watch the Clone Wars uh, right. series. And then we visit uh, Mandalore. Do you remember when that, the, when those episodes were coming out and all these like Mandalorian super fans across the world were like, are you fucking kidding me? It's a, it's a planet of passive... <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> they were really mad. <laughs> Oh, they must be uh, having a much better time of it now. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a bit of like redeeming, uh, uh, redeeming the Mandalorians in this uh, in the series as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think like I'm really fascinated about um, you know they've said a, a couple of times when they said it again in this episode that Mandalore basically is unlivable at this point. Yeah. I want to know what they mean by that mm. and what's happened to it. Yes. I mean, it, was, it didn't look to be in great shape already when you see it in the Clone Wars. It's basically a featureless wasteland except for these, like, bubble cities. Yeah. Um, and it, it's even worse in Rebels. Uh-huh. I don't even remember that. Yeah, when they, they, um, they go to uh, Sabine's mm. uh, family... Uh-huh. And uh, meet her mom and and dad. Oh yeah. Uh, and then uh, her her brother has joined the imperial forces, and mm. that's that's from from rebels. And that it's like <laughs> everything is really crippled. It's like they have crippled the whole Mandalorian uh, army, and all the clans are like in war with each other and stuff. Mm. I think um, 
I wasn't really planning to do a Rebels rewatch after I finished the Clone Wars rewatch, but there's so much connective tissue going on. I feel like I, I think I need to rewatch that that series as well once I finish the Clone Wars. Yeah, I rewatched it uh, like two weeks ago. I think. Aha. Uh-huh. That's why I remember so much from mm. from from that. So. Mm. Nice. All right. One thing I didn't love about um, uh, episode 14, I want to say, which is, you know, the on um, Tython, the return of Boba Fett. One of the things I didn't love was the, um, the dark troopers. I thought they looked pretty goofy. I thought they looked like what they were, which was 90s video game designs. And... Um, was not really looking forward to seeing them again as I knew we would. Uh, but I got to say, this episode turned me around. <laughs> I like them now. Yeah. There's uh, like Grand Admiral Thrawn. He he has some dark troopers. In, right. He like uses them to train against or something? or Yeah, in, in Rebels. And they right. look very similar uh, mm. to these. But I didn't like those either. I I didn't think uh, I, I didn't like the dark troopers at all. Uh, mm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I did like them more now because they you can see the power of them. Mm. Yes, I thought that their kind of clankiness and more like obvious robotic kind of movement. Um, I liked that and. Um, I thought, you know, at first I thought the the scary red eyes was just like, oh, are you serious? It's a robot. It doesn't need scary red eyes. Um, but um, it, it, I just it just sold me on it. I thought, like, I really, I thought they were really menacing. I, I yeah. thought that power up sequence sequence worked really nicely. And I also think, like, just the stuff of, for example, when he's like about to start just whamming in in the head you get this yeah. like kind of power up sound effect of this like and then <laughs> i just i it just i was ha- i was uh, kind of glad to be wrong in a way in that in that moment yeah uh, uh me too uh, i i was i was positively uh i, I was surprised in a positive way um mm, me too i was like when they got sucked out into space, I was just like, oh, my God, are you serious after all that? And like, yeah. why are they in this room? If you can, like, flush them into space with one thing, like, what the hell, man? Are you serious? People are shitting on the sequel trilogy and this is, like, wait. But then uh, they came back in a really cool way, so I was totally okay, totally okay with it after that. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> I, I I knew right away that he was going to kill uh, the dark trooper with uh, the Beskar staff. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I felt like yeah, that's the only way he will be able to destroy mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. Nothing else worked. Yes. Yeah, I thought it was a really cool sequence. Um, now, I gotta say, the okay, the sequence with Din. And Moff Gideon in the cell with Grogu. Yeah. 10 out of 10. I loved it. I thought this was the best Moff Gideon we've ever had. I love the conversation. I love the moment where um, 
like Moff Gideon saying like, yep, yep, actually take him. I've got what I need and I, all, I, I've got everything I need to uh, rebuild, you know, help bring the galaxy back into order. And the music starts to get really like kind of positive sounding. And you're like, yeah, yeah that sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah, let's just, yeah. you take the kid and then he's going to go and do whatever he's, everyone's going to be happy. And it just like, it's, it sucked me in kind of, I love the, how the, the, the music in that moment. And then the fight, like the way he just launches into, uh, into uh, Dean Jaron after that, uh, like, yeah. what did you think of the fight? Yeah, I loved it. It was really, really, really nice. And uh, he, yeah, the fact that he beat him in in combat and and then mm. took the dark saber, uh, I didn't know what that was gonna mean. I, I really really liked that thing. Yeah, that is uh, cool. Yeah, it was a really nice nice sequence. Uh, I was stabbed him in the back. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I just thought. Um... Like I feel like it's stuff like those big action moments where the the lower budget can sometimes become obvious, but I thought this fight was super well choreographed and super aggressive and really like, I mean, if you look in the credits, you can see um, yeah. that Giancarlo Esposito had not one but two uh, doubles helping to. Yeah. And I didn't see anything that was that, like, where you're like, ah, that 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 was a bit obviously not him. Like, I thought it was seamless, and it was so dynamic, and like, the energy yeah. was amazing. And he, and there's there's shots where it it definitely is Giancarlo, and he's going for it, man. Like, I was I was super I was super happy. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Those little details, like the the dark saber, the way it heats the best scar's spear and stuff when it's yeah in contact for that, too long. That that looks really nice, actually. I, uh, yeah, great scene uh, overall. I, I really really love that scene, mm-hmm. and it's like also nice angles. A lot of yes. it's like how they cut it. it it's really it looks really action filled and, mm. and uh, I, I really like that that scene yeah. yeah totally agree I think it was I, like one of the best uh, kind of fight scenes of the the series so far maybe the best yeah, yeah definitely mm. then when he comes to the bridge mm. it's the scene after uh, when he, he comes up to the bridge where Bo-Katan is and brings mm. him over. And he starts speaking about uh, the uh, like the honorary codes of the mm. Mandalorian. And like, yeah, kind of puts everyone in, in like some really weird situation that they don't want to be in. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that delicious? It was amazing. Yeah, that was like, oh, what the fuck is going to happen now? I was actually thinking at that point, like, okay, now 
now something's going to happen between the Mandalorians here. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, something else happened instead. <laughs> yeah, all right. But I, I agree with you that that the section with him on the bridge again was awesome. Like, I mean, I've, I love Giancarlo Esposito, of course. Um, yeah. I, I have to say that I've heard other people, you know, on, on podcasts and stuff going nuts for him as Moff Gideon. And I always, I thought it was, it was, it's been great, you know, um, but I was, he wasn't the knockout that he was in Breaking Bad for me, but this episode he was, that was full Esposito. I, I would say like loved him. Yeah. I don't think they will kill him off. Uh, it seems like they want to keep this character for a while. Yeah, they've got him. And they, I, I mean, you might remember from chapter 15, was it? No, chapter 11? I, yeah. get, I get confused. But the Ahsoka episode, like you never see what happens to the magistrate. No. So she is potentially still out there somehow. So it's 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 very interesting. Anyway. You mentioned something else happening. Let's do it. Give me, uh, yeah. give me, give yeah. me a step by step replay. What was? Uh, what, uh, how did that go down for you? So yeah, first the dark troopers were returning uh, to the ship, and I was like, oh, oh, what the fuck? Okay, what's gonna happen? And they start ramming the door, mm. start destroying the door. And people are like shaking to their knees. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what's going to happen? And then a signal comes. And then I know, okay, mm. the Jedi that Grogu was talking to mm -hmm. is showing up now. Mm -hmm. And then you see the X-Wing. And I was like, this is Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As soon as I, I saw the X-Wing, I, I was like, oh, hey, they're yeah. doing it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, it's coming. It's it's him. It's gonna be it's gonna be Luke Skywalker. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he wrecks havoc on mm -hmm. the ship and kills every dark like dark trooper without mm -hmm. any <laughs> problem at all. He he just destroys them with, with no and like he the the the, the last one that he like mm. <laughs> he he what do you call it? He just like squishes it with his with the force. It's like yeah, yeah. I was shaking at that mm -hmm. point. I was like <laughs> the, the first first part when when the X wing um, comes flying. I was I had the, like the biggest smile I've ever had on my face, mm -hmm. and then then I was like my eyes were tearing up. Mm. and uh, then when he started killing all those dark troopers I was like uh, like orgasm mode uh, mm. and, yeah, and then he he walks into the room when they they open the door and it's him yep you can see his face and like mm -hmm. and uh, it actually looks pretty good uh, as well I I guess that they used um, the real Mark Hamill for that part? Uh, it's his voice. Yeah. yeah. It's his voice and then, uh, yeah, it's a body double with a, with a CJ, CG face, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's his voice. It's 
maybe is it his body that is real i no um it's no. um there were two body doubles one for the regular performance stuff and one for the action stuff um yeah so but it's uh, mark hamill's voice yeah and it's yeah. spot on for like that for a young Luke. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Mark Hamill's so talented. I'm sure he can kind of he can probably do an impression of himself as a young man anyway. But I guess uh, I'm sure that the smarty pantses at Lucasfilm were you know pitched his voice a bit higher or something to make it sound like a younger version of him. But it, I, yeah, I because the he's... voice was great. He, he sounds pretty different nowadays, like a, yep. like a gravelly voice. Yep. Um, but yeah, the, yeah, I it was like I climaxed at that that point, and I yeah, I had tears in my eyes actually. Mm. Uh, and then I was like, I need to talk to everyone mm-hmm. about this. <laughs> I, need, yeah. I need I need to write someone. I <laughs> like. And I was like look, looking around at like all my friends that that's uh, that I know that's following the series, and I was like nobody has had watched it, and I was like, oh, I need I need to speak about this to someone. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean it's been kind of fun. Like uh, I don't know about are you, are you known as like the Star Wars guy to a lot of your friends? Yes, yeah, some of them, yeah. Okay. Some people I don't even talk about Star Wars because I because they make fun of me every time that I, I, I talk about it because they're like Star Wars haters. Uh, so that those people I, I never mention Star Wars to those people. So I don't. I guess they don't know me as the Star Wars guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everyone I, that knows well, they, they know. <laughs> okay, so I wonder if you have the same experience where. Um because this show has been such a like a mainstream hit and it's had a lot of casual fans um really getting into it and then it's drawn in a lot of new people that like yeah i'm getting i'm getting texts from really like people i don't usually get or i'm getting uh yeah messages from people i don't usually get messages from did you yeah. see that episode <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a bit like that for me too. Uh, but uh, like, I got some messages during the day uh, from from friends of mine. Uh, I like this one was really nice. This was the sickest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Shit! Uh, wow. That that was uh, one of my friends that said, like the biggest Star Wars fans that I know. Uh, uh, he, he he waited for until like nine before he started watching the the episode. I I would never be able to do that, never ever. Like nine in the evening, right? No. <laughs> yeah, I I would never be able to wait twelve hours to watch watch an episode. That that would wouldn't happen. No, you'd walk around like bumping into things, like because you just be like I could be watching new Star Wars right now. I could be watching new yeah, Star Wars yeah. right now. Mm. All right, so. Uh... Yeah, and then, it was. Then, a... I have another quote here that oh, <laughs> that's yeah? really nice as well. Yeah, uh, and then uh, yeah, he 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 was like a guy. He was writing like, "Why are the dark troopers so overpowered?" 
and I was thinking like uh uh what what should I say? I was like uh <laughs> 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 I'm not gonna say anything. I was like uh, no comments that was that's what I said to him. Good. And uh, that then like a few moments later uh, I'm gonna gonna find uh like oh fuck oh fuck like, <laughs> I got I got fucking tears in my eyes from mm-hmm. like total excitement. Like I, I died. This this is the, like the sickest thing I've ever experienced. Like TV history right in my face. Mm-hmm. That that was the other reaction that I got. <laughs> wow, that is awesome. Yeah. Yes. So um, it's just amazing. Like if you had said last year, like you know what's going to happen in the next season of The Mandalorian? You would have been like, dude, I mean, that's, well, it sounds pretty nice, but I'm pretty sure none of that is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> mm. No, I wasn't like, yeah, Ahsoka Tano at first and then like mm. Boba Fett and yeah. all that. Boba Fett was the only thing that I actually thought could happen. Right. Uh, like, yeah, I guess they they could bring him back. I remember when, like, the Bo- Bo-Katan rumors were flying around. I was like, Bo-Katan? Who? Yeah. Like, hey, really? Like, like, I mean, the, the super fans know who she is. No one else cares. Like, why would they even bother? And then you just, like, when you see it unfold, you go like, eh, yeah, okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the funny thing is, like, um, I've seen people get as excited as I am mm. that ha- haven't even watched the Rebels or or uh, Clone Wars series because like you miss out on a lot of backstory with, when you haven't watched those two shows. Yeah, but still they they love love the show anyway. So yes, I mean they've they've walked that line so well of um, introducing characters that the fans will go nuts for, but the regular like regular people will still really enjoy like they don't have to know all that stuff yeah and i like the introduction of asko katana when she like uh, <laughs> yeah when she like <laughs> kills everyone <laughs> pretty mm-hmm. much and outside the, that city uh that's like showing how powerful she is and mm-hmm. i guess like people get excited by that i i already knew how powerful she was but mm. Yeah, I, it's a smart move doing that thing, and also showing Bo-Katan in combat and you know, before really uh, like getting to know them more as characters. Mm. Yeah, but I think you, and then like you get this kind of happy side effect that a lot of people are now going to be like, "Well, apparently this character is not new. Apparently, well, I guess I should." Maybe I should check out those cartoons, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I heard people say that mm. as well. I was like, yeah, I need to, I need to watch all that backstory now. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Exactly. And now there's Disney Plus, which is like the perfect platform for people to do this, of course. So yeah. it, it all works together. All yeah, right. I was really, I, I downloaded all those those fucking episodes like when I watched it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really, really. Like all the 120 episodes yeah. of the clone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me too. 
<laughs> Same here. Every week on Pirate yeah. Bay, like oh, <laughs> yeah, it's so too easy now. It's too easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. People should know what I've been to to, to watch all this this stuff. Yeah. Have you have, have you seen that meme where it's got a picture of you know it's got that classic uh, not classic I guess but it's classic to me uh, shot of um, Diego Luna as Cassian Andor on that in Rogue One on that shuttle, you know, when he's saying to Jin, like, suddenly the, the war is real for you. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. And uh, the meme is like, um, when, uh, when like, people who never really liked Star Wars before are posting like Baby Yoda memes. <laughs> it's like, I've been, I've been into Star Wars since I was six years old, <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> um, but it's nice. I think, I mean, Star Wars has always been for everyone, you know. And um, Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like Black Sabbath. <laughs> yes. Yes. They're it's like not this. a band that you, you don't care that other people like it. It's, it's okay mm. because you should. You should yeah. like it. Yeah. If you don't like it, then something is wrong with you. Yes. Uh, it's more more that kind of yeah. feeling. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, all right. So that leads us to the very touching and I I think beautifully done. Uh, Dean Jaron saying goodbye to Grogu. It was. Uh, oh, oh yeah, that heartbreaking scene. Uh, that was really. Yeah, and he removing his mask in front of everyone. Mm. Yeah, try as well. Yeah, I think that was. I mean, it's testament to the show that I actually felt the, like that was to me the like the kind of climax of the episode, even more than Luke turning up. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, I thought it was uh, the the way the timing of of everything and. Um, the steps that Grogu goes through of like not wanting to go and then kind of being, you know, taking another step closer to it. And then I love that the, uh, the, uh, the, what would you call it? The, um, the final thing that makes him uh, agree to go is R2D2. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that was lovely. Mm. Yeah, like uh, like a little kid. Uh, they have a lot of sequences with Grogu when he behaves like a true kid, uh, mm-hmm. like playing with stuff he shouldn't play with, and has yeah. no no sense of consequence at all. No, uh, he, he's like uh, it's like kind of trial and error behavior. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that. Um... I mean, just to reflect back on the the whole show so far, like what a brilliant idea that was. This could have turned into such a like ham-fisted, like bro TV show of like tough Mandalorians and all this whatever, you know, and yeah. putting that kid in the center of the show just diffused all of, all of that. Um, and balance the show really beautifully. Um, Which makes me wonder, I mean, we're going to see, we're going to see Grogu again someday, but is that it for him in the Mandalorian? 
yeah that that that's a good question uh, like it it would be <laughs> it's gonna be weird without him but mm. Actually, these two latest episodes, he, Grogu hasn't been a, a, like a main character at all. True. And, I, and I think that they have managed to pull it off anyway. Yep. Without having him around mm. uh, for like most of the time. Yep. I think it, it worked anyway. But, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I bet we will see Grogu again. And they have built it up in a way like, People love him, mm. uh, so they can't like remove him from from TV. So I guess like in some way he, he they must like show him again. Mm. But it would like yeah. Go ahead. But it, uh, yeah, like I guess they would. They want to show him as a baby, like a child, mm. because yeah. But, most charming way of showing him. <laughs> uh, I absolutely, yeah, I, I agree that I'm sure we're going to get a lot of him as a child before any kind of growing up happens. But considering that he's probably going to live for the next 900 years, um, yeah. they've kind of done a bit, it's a bit of a genius move that they now have a character that can be involved in anything going forward, you know, for, yeah. that's a really, uh, or I mean, into the future. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's really exciting. Um, all right. Now I have to tell my, my little story of how the end of the show happened for me. Um, the episode ends on that amazing shot of, uh, Luke Grogu and Artidizu in that, in the lift or elevator, as you say in the U S um, yeah, and it, it, it's almost it's it's very reminiscent of uh, Return of the Jedi in a way, and it's such a it's just a beautiful beautiful looking last shot for the episode. Yeah, um, the episode ends, the credits start, and um, yeah, it was. Um, I was just sitting there, and I was like, ah, oh, this this was this was a big one. I gotta I gotta really check the credits. I want to see if there's anything interesting in there and they so you know has the main cast and then it gets to the you know the kind of second tier cast members yeah and i pause it you know because i'm like i want to see blah, blah, blah. any names i might recognize <laughs> beep fortuna yeah <laughs> it was beep fortuna like yeah I, I hadn't seen that when you told me i was like what the what like uh because i thought it was like i i haven't i haven't really uh, um star wars isn't really known for like post credit scenes like uh yep exactly. so i mean i've heard a lot of people going like oh it'd be cool if they did post credit scenes on marvel and a lot of people said no that's a marvel thing this is star wars don't mix them up but i think it's such a it's such a fun device it's like don't yeah. don't avoid it just so you can not be Marvel. Like it is cool. And when I saw like Bib Fortuna's name in the credits, and I was like, was he in the background in the bar or something? Like how do how do how do you miss Bib Fortuna? And then yeah, yeah. I, I let the credits roll a bit further, and I paused again, and it said Bib Fortuna's body double, and I'm like, what? <laughs> how? 
if he's just sitting in the background somewhere, why does he need a body double? What? A, that's yeah. really weird. So, and then I just let it play a bit longer. And then I noticed like, it's not cutting to that, you know, like, do you want to watch this other show? That kind of shit that the streaming services always do. Yeah. And then it happened. Yeah, yeah. Wow. What do you think? What do you think of the, uh, the Boba and uh, Fennec Shand uh, section in the end? Yeah, I, I love that because like he is probably going to pursue a life of crime like Boba, like, like the Jabba the Hutt is, is yes. taking place. Like, yep. uh, and I really, <laughs> that makes uh, a Boba Fett um, series m- much more interesting. Yes. Uh, I think it's cool that he was like, uh, you know, like the. Uh, I've made a promise to you. I'm going to honor that promise, but that doesn't mean he's like Mr. Nice Guy now. No. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's not a nice guy, and that, that's what I love. Uh, that he he was so brutal, and he was like, like this Quentin Tarantino kind of figure. Mm. Like he was like. He destroyed those stormtroopers uh, with with mm. his that like sand people staff that he yeah. had. Uh, yeah, I mean that's, uh, yeah. I think um, generations of Boba Fett fans to come have to thank um, Robert Rodriguez for the amazing job he did on that episode because, yeah. I mean. I think it. I mean, it's so risky bringing in old characters. You know, um, you can really fuck them up <laughs> and yeah, make yeah. them worse. You know, which they did in episode two when they showed him as a kid. That was like a horrible mistake. And yeah. and then in that one thirty-three minute episode, he just like elevated him to this like brutal, like um, just such a good. Yeah, like such a cool character again. So um, that that's amazing, and I love that sequence. I thought the recreation of Jabba's palace was spot on. Actually, like, yeah, it really looked right. Like when they go back to the cantina on, on Tatooine, I always feel like it, it's it's pretty much just right. But it and it's something to do with the like. It could even just be like nineteen seventy seven film grain and everything really added to the atmosphere of the cantina and i felt i always felt a bit like it's cool it's obviously the cantina but it doesn't feel exactly the same to me but this actually was much closer i think to the feel of jabba's palace to me at least yeah i agree i agree with that it really felt uh, you could like see right away it was his palace yeah no 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 questions like it was Mm -hmm. no no discussion it was his palace and that they went back to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, uh, yeah, really, really liked that scene. Mm. That kills everyone as yeah. well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not like killing the, the leader and taking over the crew. It's like, mm. he kills everyone. Right. Yeah, that was amazing. I just like, I, visually it all was cool and I'm I'm really happy that it's those two uh that are going to be 
the, the yeah. core of that show. I think um, Fennec Shan is a cool character. And the fact that we're going to get a whole bunch of her and her backstory in in The Bad Batch, I just think, like, we've only seen the beginning of this character. I think uh, yeah. so much more to come uh, with her, and that's awesome because she's good. Um, and I just liked that it's such a bittersweet ending at the end of that episode. So I think it was a, like tonally and feeling wise, such a good choice to kind of throw something a bit irreverent and kind of um, fun. And that really guide guides the, you know, makes us look forward to what yeah. what's coming next. Yeah. I, I guess like uh, a new season of Mandalorian won't be coming until another series has premiered. Yeah, and no one is sure at the moment, as far as I can tell. Like all the podcasts and stuff I've been listening yeah. to have been like um, unsure. And I think, I mean, during that Disney investors uh, event, I think they were purposefully vague about it because they didn't want to drop that uh that boba fett uh bomb just yet um that's uh but i'm so glad they did it this way wow that was so well managed and it's it was so fun to see all these um you know people who have sources on the inside who have been saying for weeks now like there's definitely a boba fett series coming it's in production already um yeah and then at that investors event they didn't even mention it and they were all like what <laughs> like that's that's the one thing we were sure about and they didn't mention it um yeah, yeah. now we know why <laughs> yeah we now we know yeah uh, i also like the the sequence when boba fett tells uh din Djarin in in uh in the bar where bo-katan mm. is mm. like we don't we don't need the, these we don't need them yeah we can do it ourselves. yeah like, it's great He's, I, I think they're na- like, I, I think I said this before, but I never liked um, having his voice, you know, uh, put in, into those scenes in The Empire Strikes Back. And um, yeah. I think if I go back and watch the special edition of Empire Strikes Back now, I'm going to feel differently because um, I think they're just nailing the character. I think it's, yeah. he's, he's a dick. You know, he's not a nice guy, but he's so likable. Yeah, <laughs> I love when that when I think um, both they're heading towards Moff Gideon's ship, and she says, "All right, these shots have to look uh, have to look real." And he's like, "Yeah, what, what does he say? Like, get those shields up, princess." He's <laughs> 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 like, "Yeah, it's um, it's he's, he's not supposed to be a good guy, is it? Because he's like the ultimate bad guy, yes. and." Uh, and that's I, I like that they keep it that way. Even though he like joins and helps Din Djarin, he he still remains like a bad guy character. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And I mean, Fennec Shand was also like she's not a quote unquote good guy either. You know, um, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, really good. So um, I mean, all in all. You know, when you look at season one, I think it was all very good. But to me, episodes four and five were 
like clearly weaker than the others um, for me at least. Um, but this season, I think, has just been like kick-ass episode after kick-ass episode. Like, I yeah. can't wait to um, to marathon this this season. It's I think it's going that's going to be a fun and five and a half hours for sure. Yeah, yeah, I I want to do that too. I need to watch, rewatch everything, mm. both uh, the first and second season. Yeah. I mean, I have to say the introduction of Luke Skywalker, did they, now, now it just makes you go, like, there are no rules. Like, there's nothing off limits. If you can, if you can put Luke Skywalker in the second season of your first TV show, you can do anything in, these, in, these, in the, like, in the yeah. streaming shows now. Like, it really yeah. felt like, nah, they won't touch those big names, you know, but... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, it's the... I, I don't think they would bring in Leia because that would be a bit unethical uh, I guess yeah like, I think they're, they're gonna have to wait a bit before they do that yeah 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 uh, it's especially if they do the same thing with the face and all that stuff like yeah mm. but yeah I mean, uh, because Leia has been in the in the rebels uh, yep rebels show and she she's like she's been popping up Luke Skywalker has never really been in, in another um, segment of Star Wars than, than mm. the original trilogy right and then the the second movie <laughs> yeah. of, of the new tr- trilogy as well yeah. yeah but yeah like he's been like a holy character that you don't mm. bring into other uh other stuff than than mm-hmm. the regular films but mm. uh because they they just hint him like they show him from afar like when obi-wan is watching him in the, mm. in the show. Right. yes uh, so i'm i'm really glad because i want to see more of the luke skywalker between him being a grumpy old man mm. and him being an unexperienced jedi yeah so this was the first preview we got from of that that yep. Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. It, in a way, them going the CG route for the face made me think mm, that's we're not going to get that much more Luke probably anytime soon if because they can't do that as a main character. No. Um, but but if they uh, jump forward in time uh, about twenty years or something, they mm-hmm. can, could use the real Mark Hamill uh, and just color his hair, like and do as a bit of do a bit of makeup on him so he looks younger. Oh my god, that would be insane. Yes, because I mean it's much easier to. I think it's a an easier job and a more believable effect when you de-age people rather than trying to do the Tarkin thing and actually put another person's face on someone else's face yeah, so yeah. um and especially as you said those old school techniques of um wigs and makeup and stuff really work so yeah because if you uh in in the last jedi when he uh he arrives in front of Kylo Ren. Mm. He he looks much younger than than he right. does 
uh, in the uh, when he's meditating. Yep. Uh, so that's. Uh, I guess they could do something like that. They could show that version of Luke. And especially like, I mean, I don't think Lucasfilm should allow their decisions to be made by. Uh, by the response really of fans to what they do, you know, they should do what they want to do. But um, I think that what we saw today has gone part of the way, but if they did do more Luke um, where he was closer to the Luke, we remember that it might go a long way to getting people to shut the fuck up. (laughs) Sorry. Shut the fuck up about uh, Luke in the last Jedi. Although I totally understand how they feel. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm about Me ready too. for them to stop complaining about it. Uh, that's for sure. I, I felt it too. <laughs> mm. So I understand <laughs> that. Yeah. Exactly. But, but yeah, uh, it's uh, because it's kind of an anti-climax when you, mm. when they like talk about Luke Skywalker in the first movie and they like, mm. oh, yeah, we need him to help us with the rebellion. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they then they find him and he's like, no, I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I, the Jedi could die. I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yes. No. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this um, it's been a great two months. I'm going to really miss this. The good news is that, um, you know, I think uh, for the first season they did an episode per week of behind the scenes stuff with the Disney gallery. And uh, it appears that this time it won't be like a weekly show. It'll just be a one-off behind the scenes uh, special that's coming out December 25th. Yeah. Um, I think that's absolutely what they should. I mean, there was so much in that, that first Disney gallery series that was just about how the show came together and the basic building blocks of it, you know, an episode on the volume, an episode on the music, an episode on the directors, blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't I don't need to talk about all that stuff again. So it's going to be a bit more of a traditional making of thing that you might see for a film. And um, I think that's going to be really fun to see. Yeah. Mm. It's, uh, I'm looking forward to that because I, I want to see how they did some of these things in, yeah. and also talk to, to some of the actors as well. Mm, yes. Oh, and the, I mean, I said it before, but the, like the fun thing is now, just, it's just still sitting there now. I, you know, one of the, one of the things about when new films come out is you go see them while they're in the cinema and then you have to wait like two months till they come out on home video or whatever to yeah. uh, be able to enjoy them whenever you feel like it. But it's, um, it's crazy. You can just. Yeah. But yeah, like, <laughs> like you and me, we, I guess both of us have seen like all the newer Star Wars movies, uh, at least three four times <laughs> in the theaters before they even come out on, on video. Yeah. I saw it like, I think all of the Disney era stuff, the minimum was five times. And then yeah. I, I saw the rise of Skywalker. I was like, it's episode nine. I have to see it nine times. So that's what I did. <laughs> you did yeah. nine times, nine times. And actually about 
five or no six of those times were in IMAX. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, they have that in Gothenburg now, right? Yes, which yeah. I'm a big fan of actually. Yeah, I need to. I, I I've never seen I've never seen a movie in IMAX actually, but I saw uh, I saw it in a, in a Nordic film theater mm-hmm. uh, with with like um, 4D. So you ah. got, got got smell and uh, and water, water squirting in your face and then mm. like moving chairs and wind and stuff like that. Wow. I got that instead of IMAX. I I I know about 4D 4DX or whatever. Um, I've heard about it. I had no idea it was in Stockholm. I'll have to no, it's an Uppsala. It's an Uppsala. Uh, ah, Uppsala. It's okay, it's the only place in Sweden actually huh. that has it. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Nice. My All right. Home town. Great. That is good. All right, man. I'm so glad that you could uh, jump on with me. I wasn't uh, wasn't prepared to tackle this one alone. So uh, thanks for being on the show. And um, yeah, there's so much more to come. So uh, we'll have to talk again soon. Yeah, I I would be glad to join you again. Uh, this was really nice being able to talk about this because, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I, it's not not this often I have these kind of emotions after watching a TV show. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, no, this is special. All right, thanks again to Afipiran for joining me on this momentous occasion. Uh, we are going to leave it there. Uh, we're not going to do any uh, solo scene. I feel like uh, this was a big enough uh, moment as it is. Let's just let it sit for a while. So thank you so much for listening. Um, I have more thoughts on uh, this episode and uh, this whole season, but uh, we will get into them on the next episode. Thank you again for listening. My name is Tom Sutton, and this is Star Wars Fun for Everyone, especially me! (laughs) 